Thank you for joining us this week. This is the Sheck Check, and I am your gleeful and sometimes snarky host, Erez Sheck. If you haven't already subscribed to the Sheck Check wherever you are listening to the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google, Podchaser, Bullhorn, and anywhere else we are currently streaming, hit that subscribe button. You know you want to. You know you want to. You can also head on over to thesheckcheck.com and sign up for our weekly newsletters so you are always up to date with Sheck Check happenings. This episode, we are checking the myth of self-diagnosis because it is a myth. It is a myth, folks. It is a made-up phrase that makes absolutely no sense. You do not have the power to diagnose yourself. Even if you are a doctor, you would not be able to diagnose yourself. I'm pretty sure they go over that in med school. Google cannot diagnose you. WebMD cannot diagnose you. Pass down information amongst friends or family cannot diagnose or treat you. An article cannot diagnose you or treat you. It's not possible. It is not possible. However, there is a thought process that leads us to think that we can, either consciously or subconsciously. Let's get checked, folks. Everything changes. Get ready. It's time for the Sheck Check Podcast. Inspiring to normalize the way we talk about the way we think, feel, and behave. With your host, Erez Sheck. So this phrase comes up a lot, self-diagnosis. In its very phrasing, it contradicts itself. You as yourself cannot diagnose yourself. A doctor can diagnose you, your doctor. But the thought process, the spin has happened to all of us. And yes, I include myself. Even with my own awareness of how I can identify and attach myself to things I experience, I still might Google or WebMD it, and it sends me to a really bad place. The thoughts, they just start spinning. What if it's this? What if this headache means I have a tumor? Or what if this nauseousness means I have some sort of bacterial infection? What if it means I'm pregnant, which would be like a huge plot twist because I don't have those parts? Or what if this emotion or discomfort means I am having a psychotic break or a breakdown? It even happens when I'm not even specifically looking. I mean, I will scroll through my social media and on Instagram, there are a ton of mental health professionals that I follow. And some of them will post lists of symptoms, of conditions, of personality disorders, and I will make some sort of connection with one or two of those symptoms and boom, commence the freak out commence the fear, commence the anxiety. It really takes only a second of suggestion and a millisecond of identification and attachment to some of those. And really, if you think about it, everything we see, these lists of symptoms, we could pretty much all identify with one or two things on those lists, on those lists of basic black and white non-individual lists. From there, I might decide to do some research, further research, or my very talented brain will run with the black and white information I've now allowed to enter my brain and affect me, and I will create a whole narrative around it. I have a very talented brain, very talented brain, when I use it for good. 
See, when we look up that stuff, when we look up things that we are experiencing, we start attaching to those things. Maybe, maybe we want an answer. Maybe we feel the need to make sense of something that we are experiencing. And this is the quickest way to do that. The internet is the quickest way for you to get information, fit yourself into a diagnosis, which might seem safe to you. But the only safety that exists with any diagnosis is the trained professional who is giving it to you and the treatment you receive for it. You cannot diagnose yourself and you cannot treat yourself. The other part of that is that you might then try to fit yourself into that diagnosis even more. You might see the other symptoms of that condition or illness. And even though you aren't experiencing those things, you and your brain might try to see how those connect with you. Not if they connect with you, but how they could connect with you. Or maybe you go back and forth between it is this or it isn't this because you are not feeling all those things. You might turn to a friend to get some validation or for you to be told it's not valid. Just as a PS, even if your friend is a doctor, they're not your doctor. Their views are going to be biased. A friend cannot diagnose you. They can't treat you. A neighbor down the street can't diagnose you. They also can't treat you. Your friend's friend who is a doctor can't diagnose you over the phone or through a phone chain of information and they cannot treat you. All those people just have generalized information that is not in context of you specifically. They cannot make those decisions and you cannot make that decision. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. It's not in your power and it's not a superpower. I will say this though. This is natural for us to want to do when we are experiencing pain, discomfort, or things that might feel foreign to us. We want to quiet our fears or we want to have an answer. And what is the most immediate way we think we can do this? Looking it up which in our current place of internet wildness, we do have that power. We have that power to choose to look it up, to investigate. And we either seek to find information that will invalidate our concerns, and then we find information that we think in our lens validates our concerns. Now, it's not just the act of actively looking up that information, choosing to look it up. We also might randomly read articles that we connect with, that we are like, oh, snap, I do feel that. I do experience that. I am so glad that I read this week's issue of Entertainment Weekly, which is like a totally legit place for health information. And that sends us down that thought process. Also, Entertainment Weekly is not a legit place for health information. Or what happens to me, at least, scrolling through social media and finding those memes of symptom lists, or a friend passes down information they heard. There are so many ways for us to connect with information. And the access to that information is not not the problem. Google, WebMD, information passed down through people we know, articles we read, social media posts that we peruse. Although I will say, I would like to say this, there are some boundaries being crossed by mental health professionals on social media, making that information more accessible. And while awareness is important, I think there, I think there's a line. I think there's a line, but that is that that's my own beef. That is my own beef. But, but, but it's an excellent example on how I cannot control the information that is out there or change the information that is out there or prevent people from suggesting things to me. I can control my relationship with that information, my choosing to read it or 
giving it the weight that I know that I can. See, we always have a choice. Something a past guest and friend, Erica Riva, reminds me often. I mean, like pretty much in general. We have the choice to not look it up. We have the choice to keep scrolling. We have the choice to not read the article or ask the friend or stop the friend or the friend of the friend or the husband's friend or whatever. We have the choice to say stop or we have the choice to stop ourselves. If we know our mind can spin like that, then we can know to not give into our curiosity or try to quiet our fears or anxiety using those things through those sources. And we can also choose that if that information is coming into our awareness, our life, we can choose to step back from it. Know that the information exists. Know that our thoughts that lead to the fear or anxiety or the fixation exist. Be aware of them, acknowledge their existence, and then take a different route with it, which leads me to an activity. Because if we do choose to go to the doctor or the therapist or the psychiatrist or psychologist, they need our information, not regurgitated information of a condition you read about. See, something that can happen when we read all those things, those lists of symptoms, those things that are black and white information without the context of us as individuals. We attach to the things that we are directly experiencing. But in reading the other symptoms that we might not be experiencing, we try to make sense of them or connect with them in terms of that diagnosis. We might try to manipulate the information we are reading to fit into that box, the diagnosis that we have now fixated or attached ourselves to, so that when we do choose to go to that health professional, we are not necessarily communicating what we are actually experiencing. We are communicating the regurgitated information we read and attached to. We go in with the bias of what we think we have or what we've decided we have, which is then giving the health professional information that might not actually pertain to us. It might not actually be happening within us which of course can affect our care. Or we are so convinced it's this condition or symptom that we will not be willing or open to what the doctor has to say about it. We might be so fixated that we will think we know better, that we know better than the trained professional, than that unbiased outside knowledgeable perspective. I'm sure we've heard this phrase or said it ourselves. The phrase is, well, I know my body best. And here's what's true about that. You know what you are feeling, hopefully. You are able to identify it, hopefully. You know that you are feeling pain, where you are feeling pain, how you are feeling it. You understand there is discomfort. You feel it. What you cannot truly know is what it means. All the information out there, the Google, the WebMD, the articles, the social media posts, the friends talking out of their asses, the generalized information, the basic knowledge that is being summed up into a web page or a meme on social media or passed down information, it's basic. And you are not basic. You are not a textbook definition. No person with a diagnosis or without one is a textbook definition. We are all humans, not a list of symptoms and not a diagnosis. We are individuals. So the way we are experiencing things is unique to ourselves. This is important to remember in like a general way, but it's also important to remember when we are connecting to those things, when we are going through this thought process and the emotions that stem from that and the actions we take from there. Because all that information, again, is basic and it is not in the context of your body, your mind, your health history, and your experiences. You. 
So the activity this week's check, check, check yourself, because seriously, all this crap can wreck yourself. When you have the urge to Google or WebMD, or you see a list of symptoms on social media, stop yourself. It's something that I'm getting into the habit of doing because I know how easily my attachments and identifications can easily be fueled by them. Or if I choose to not physically stop myself, I have to be fully aware of how I might be receiving that information, what mindset I'm currently in, or how I am attaching to it. And when something is happening in you, or you are experiencing something that is raising concern, do this. Choose to write down what those things are within you, without the context or assumptions of a condition or illness, without the comparison of looking up the symptoms and what you are experiencing, without what you want to look up, without what you want or don't want it to be. Write down what and where the pain is. Write down where the discomfort is and what the discomfort is. Write what feels you are feeling. Write the experience you had that maybe brought it on or where you experienced it, where you were, how you were. Make a list of what you think those potential symptoms are without the influence of the internet or passed down information. And most certainly without the mindset that you know what this means. Because if you do go to a doctor or therapist or a psychologist, they need to know what you are experiencing as you, not a list of symptoms, not a set condition, not generalized information, not your biased opinion, not a friend's opinion. Remember that you are an individual and what and how you are feeling within you is the most important thing for your own mental state, ultimately for your own health, mind, and body, because you don't and you cannot make a decision on what you have. And if you do have it, you can't treat yourself. You can take that list to a healthcare professional, the list that you wrote down from your experiences. Your body deserves that. Your mind deserves that. You deserve that. I get it. We want answers. We want solutions. We can only utilize tools of identifying things within ourselves, from ourselves, and ultimately for ourselves. And then we take it to the people who can do something something with it. Just a way you can check yourself this week. And remember, you gotta check yourself. You gotta check yourself. You gotta understand yourself because that is taking care of you. And when you take care of you, you know what I'm gonna say. If you've listened to the show, you know what I'm gonna say. You are taking care of those around you as well. Until next time, check, check out. Thank you so much for listening to the Sheck Check Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever you listen to for your favorite podcast. All linked up on our website, www.thescheckcheck.com. If you are picking up what we are laying down and want to help spread the word and live by example, leave a review and share with friends. Until next time, check yourself before you wreck yourself.